HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking to Italian studies to management, from culinary technology to food writing, from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com. Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Your love is chloroform perfume. Just one whiff and you start to swim. Now tell me how I'm supposed to feel this Welcome to Love Bites on Heritage Radio Network, where dining and dating collide in New York City. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo, food writer. You can catch me on everything as wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34, straight and single. And I am Ben Rosenblatt, your other host. I'm an actor, writer, musician, occasional bartender, and server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 33, straight and so single. So single. Uh. Down the line, we're going to be joined by Jessica Tom. She's got her first novel, Food Whore, coming out October 27th. And she worked at the dating app How About We for a few years. Plus, at the end of the show, Ben and I are going to make our dating profiles fit for radio. Hmm. So stay tuned for that. But first, Ben, let's talk about offline dating. Finally. Finally. We've talked about online dating for five weeks now. We're going, we're going offline. I'm almost embarrassed that we have to talk about I offline know. dating as though it's this, like, dinosaur. I know. But I had, like, our shows have, have I don't know, brought so many things to the forefront of my mind in everyday life. And I had a really good week last week. I had, like, the food writer's dream week where like i went to a dinner at the james beard house with chef todd kelly of cincinnati and it was the new york city food and wine festival so i was having i was having a breakfast at, at midnight in harlem on saturday oh, it was yeah i was hanging out with tiffany amber thiessen and at the, what at the, well not really kelly kapowski kelly, all right so i didn't oh, really my hang God, out you didn't tell me this i am like <laughs> well because i didn't actually meet her there was a line to meet her but she was the host of the sandwich event that i went to on saturday i know i know like i had so many lines in my head that i was just 
was going to start screaming Zach out at her. And and no, it was just Jesse her. She was beautiful and lovely. Oh. No, it was. I know it was very exciting. Um, and then I was in Minneapolis for two days for a very quick press trip, and I went to uh, Spoon and Stable, which is my my darling friend chef's chef Gavin Kaysen's restaurant. And I went to the Mung Market, and I went to Revival and had the best fried chicken I've had in forever. You poor thing. It sounds like you just had a really boring. It week. was a really boring week. Sorry. <laughs> it was like the best week uh. of food writer could ask for. But I found myself in a hotel room in downtown Minneapolis at the Radisson Blue. It's a beautiful hotel in downtown Minneapolis in this gorgeous room where there was a bottle of wine waiting for me and everything was and I, I think I tweeted uh, it was a it was a which was it um wasn't a reverse reminder or something. It was a Pinot Blanc. I think okay. it was yeah it was Pinot Blanc. Um but I think I even tweeted under our account like I don't know if being alone makes this better or worse. Well, because... since have you answered that question for yourself or no? No, well, no, because this goes to the whole offline dating thing. Like I really like, like I had a really good week where life was good, and life in general can be very good. Like real life, like offline life, can be really good. And I went and I had this amazing day, and I stumbled into bed at twelve something at night. And normally, late at night is when we all. And I, I, I know you gentlemen out there, too. I see when you're online at 1.30 in the morning on these dating sites. Like, we all go on late night, like when we've come home a little boozed up and whatever. But I was feeling so good about life and about our past conversation with Kat Kinsman about owning it. And with our conversation with Shane Lyons about these big romantic gestures. And then our segment with Abigail Hitchcock. And we were talking about assuming everything is flirtation, is flirting. Like, the show has made me sort of just want to live bolder and bigger. And so I, that night in Minneapolis, canceled my online dating accounts. Like, didn't disable. I canceled. I, I thought you were going to tell them. me you, like, went out at 1.30 in the morning and tried to, like, meet guys. <laughs> I thought about it, but it was a work trip. I had to, like, work. Then. I had to be at a breakfast the next morning at 10 in the morning. Um, no, but I felt really good to cancel these accounts. But my question, Ben, is how does one offline date? And again, I feel like this is an awful thing that we have to like, as, you know, adults in our 30s have to kind of remind ourselves and discuss how to date real human beings as opposed to the little avatars that we see online. So how do you want a lady to to offline date you how do you how would that happen for you ideally it sounds and I'm, dirty when you say it like I that um, I really offline date you. <laughs> oh baby um no if i if i if you didn't know me and i were to meet you out in the world how would i Seduce get a me? date with you yeah how would i get a date with you well good question um i mean i think it would start as a conversation i think you know it's funny we were you shared with me today this little video um, yes, it's a video called Offline Dating by this guy, Tom, in London. It's a six-minute video. If you, just, if you just Google Offline Dating, Tom, it'll come up, and, and it's precious. And in it, the guy needed to find a date in a week, and he wanted to do it offline. Yeah, he was challenging himself specifically to find a date offline. Yes, and he was probably in his 30s as yeah, well, it cute. seemed. Um, and I mean, all everything a girl wants in a guy, you know. He was, he was your dream man? He was, you should call he him. He was groomed and he speaks English. You're talking I mean. about how empowered you are feeling about finding the right man if he's your all dream right. man. Anyway, anyway. Um, anyway, his in his video, he needs to find a date in a week. And he has decided to do it offline. His approach, however, I don't know if I was into his approach because well, he's just going up and talking to girls on the street exactly. in a park while he's jogging it's very just like going up to women it's not like talking chatting them up at a bar right or anywhere else that right. he might be going because he wants to be going right see to me i'd rather 
in my ideal situation, would rather meet someone or be approached by someone somewhere where we have a common interest or you know, doing will... things that I want to do or out in my life that I'm living, not because I'm trying to find a date, but because I am living my interesting single life and I find someone else who's meet, we're living their interesting single life. I mean, I guess you could say that some of them were, though, like he's jogging and he talks to other joggers or he's out sitting in a park and he talks to other people sitting in a park. Like, I found it interesting that some women would actually engage him in conversation and it wouldn't just be like, uh, no, no, thanks. Like, they'd be like, wait, what do you mean? You mean right now? Why are you asking? And like later in the video, you know, this one woman is like, I commend you for doing this the old fashioned way. Like this older woman, like a woman with a younger girl, that, you know, that that he was asking, um, like she thought it was very gentlemanly. It was very precious, you know, interesting. But, but, you know, it's interesting, too, because as a guy, I also find like I'm nervous approaching women in in the real world as opposed to online not only because of the fear of the natural fear of rejection rejection and all that that comes along with it but because of all of the talk about like street harassment and about yeah but that's very but somebody talking to you is very different than yes but as a guy it's it's as a guy i must admit that it's a little i don't ever want to be one who makes someone feel uncomfortable or makes someone feel as though okay, they're being fair. viewed, you know, very fair. So how do you do objectified it? or anything like that. So I think it has to start with a conversation, a common interest, um, or a clear sign that there's s- at least some What's initial level sign? of mutual interest. What's a clear sign? Because I get stuck on this tweet that it keeps going out on the internet. That's like, oh, if she touches her hair... You know, then she's interested in you. And I'm like, really? That's like, that's a clear, like, I touch my hair all the time. It doesn't mean well, you that i beautiful I'm, hair. Well, thank you. It does not mean that I'm interested in the person in front of me necessarily. But, um. Well, I don't know. How do you typically let her know, a guy know you're interested? Um, I think in general, like, as far as, uh, showing somebody physically is like you lean towards them versus leaning away. Um, I'm a big fan of if a guy puts his hand on my knee or my arm, just making a casual physical contact. I feel like if you do that and the person either does it back where they put their hand over yours or then they reciprocate and touch you physically versus if they don't, if they lean back, like if a guy touches me that I don't want to touch me, I'm going to sort of lean back and put more space between us. So are you, are you making the space smaller between you? Uh, it's so awkward when you like or... go for the touch and then like you like put your hand on the knee or the leg and then there's just like nothing and you're just like now you've got your hand there and there's like no energy <laughs> being re- reciprocated and you're just like oh yeah. man, i'm stuck well here. let's say that you have made the move and let's now say I'm that fucked. you're let's say that you've made the move and she's made the move back and i'm asking selfishly like because i don't i don't want to like have to ask the guy out is the thing like this whole offline dating it's not like i want to be the one doing it but how do you or how can i clear i'm gonna flip it how can i clearly convey to you that i'm interested that i want you to ask me out at the end of this random meeting or i want you to ask for my number i think you can just ask me for my number or you can or can just i or give can, me your number i was gonna say can or, i do that can i say like hey can i give you my number because i'd rather i'd feel much cooler saying that like hey can i give you my number rather than be like hey can I give are you your gonna number? use that voice too no no i know i'm no and i'll be like I'm yeah surprised. baby i'll, I'll <laughs> take hey, your number hey can i can i give you my number sure thing <laughs> sweet tits <laughs> we're so creepy in here right now you just said sweet tits. That's <laughs> yes gross. i did um That's wait girls don't, don't like to be called that i don't i can only speak for one <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll ask our guest later if she likes the nickname Sweet Tits. Sweet Tits. I'm okay. going to assume she doesn't. All right. But. All right. All right. Well, we're one step closer to offline dating. At the end of our, our show today, we're going to we're going to take our this digit this digital this radio um our, our profiles to the radio so i guess we'll hopefully by the end of the show have a clearer picture of how to ask you guys how to date us this is true but before then yes. we are going to speak with jessica tom about her upcoming novel food whore i can't wait right now we're going to take a short break with music by keto Still paying attention? Are you there? Hello, 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 hello. I'm talking to you. Hi. Hey, this is Jack Inslee. I'm the executive producer here at Heritage Radio Network. I've been here at the station since 2009, and I cannot believe just how much this network has grown over that time. We've been able to grow because of donations from people like you. So if you're enjoying this, if you laughed, if you learned something, contribute anything a dollar two dollars ten dollars a hundred dollars a thousand dollars anything counts and trust me we'll appreciate seeing your name come through on the donations so consider visiting heritageradionetwork.org click on that little beating heart the donate button and show us you care thanks for listening i hope you enjoy the rest of the show the International Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. The ICC, with locations in New York and California, provide cutting-edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton from Chef Story. Check out our ICC website at InternationalCulinaryCenter.com. And welcome back to the show. I'm so excited that we have Jessica Tom in our studio today. Jess is the author of the upcoming novel Food Whore, out next week on Tuesday the 27th from HarperCollins. In it, grad student and aspiring food writer Tia Monroe claws her way up the food industry in New York City, battling cantankerous reviewers, aloof idols, and star-hungry hot chefs. It's a really, really fun read, and I really hope you buy it. She also worked at the dating app How About We from 2012 to 2014, so if you join during that time, she's the one who sent you your first welcome message. She is. I think Jess I got one from, of those. Really? Yeah, she's that was Jess me. From How about? Did you message Wait. me back? I don't think so. I can look that up. Oh. I can look that up. Oh, great. Now I'm, I'm excited to find out our How About We scores here. Um, you can meet Jess in person at her book launch event at Powerhouse Arena on November 2nd and get more info about all of this at jessicatom.com. Welcome to Love Bites, Jessica. Hi, thank you. So, so happy to have you here, Jessica. Us. Thank you for being here. Thanks for inviting so me. So I'm going to jump right in with a tough question. So your, <laughs> your novel, Food Whore, isn't biographical per se, but many of the restaurants are based on real ones here in the city, and it was a really fun sort of scavenger hunt to be like, oh, I think they're talking about Eleven Madison or Gramercy Tavern or this and that. Um, but And the general hunger for a young woman to get to the top of a competitive food field is very real. But there's also like the hot, sexy chef part yeah, of the book too. The so is, is the juicy stuff from real life experience or from people, you know, who have had real life <laughs> experience? Well, 
have I lived those exact scenarios now? Ah, darn it. Yeah. But I do, I, um, you know, a lot of the knowledge comes from, I dated a waiter when I was in college. And so I was a student. You poor he thing. was a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was doing research, whatever. So, um, That's so what like, this whole show is. This whole show is research. <laughs> yeah. So for a while, I was like, I had my college friends and then I also had his friends too at the restaurant. And so like, I was hanging out with like the cooks and the waiters and going to their parties and they would invite me into the kitchen and to like the tastings and stuff so Did i really you have like felt... chefs hit on you no because i was dating this other guy gotcha. but i could like get that sense that that was something that could happen um and then i have friends who are dating chefs i actually don't have a friend who's married to a chef and i think that's not maybe uncommon. telling <laughs> a lot of friends yeah. who are dating chefs yes so did any of them give you like the juicy details for because there's a lot of i don't want to give away what happens in the novel but there's the you know the typical hot young chef who's very sexy and everybody wants to, you know, touch avocados with him. <laughs> I just made that up. I don't know what that means. Because literally there is a grocery store scene in the book, so that's what I meant by Yeah, there might have been, a, there wasn't an, an ostrich egg. An ostrich egg, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 touch ostrich eggs <laughs> together. Um, yeah, no, I have a couple. I have like five friends who are dating chefs and they, you know, they, the sense that I get from them is, yeah, I mean, it's really appealing. It's really sexy to have a guy cook for you. Um, I have this, I have this friend and she was dating this chef and he, she was like, oh, I'm hungry. And he came over 15 minutes later with foie gras donuts. Ugh. And like, ah, uh, that's oh, like, even man. like, you like don't even like have to have sex. Seamless ever. Yeah. <laughs> like I've got sexy seamless. <laughs> dial. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, that's a little bit in my book too, where right. the sexy chef comes and delivers donuts yeah. to the main character, Tia. So, uh, so was it dating this waiter then that prompted the interest in the food world? Or like, what gave you the impetus for the book? Yeah, so I've always been interested in food. And I was just sort of looking into, like, I was trying to figure out what my in was going to be, a lot like the main character in the book. And so in college, I was an English major, and I was a writing concentration and so when I graduated college and I came to New York, I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? Am I Do I want to become a food writer? Do I want a, a food podcast? Do I want to work in a magazine? Da, da, da. Um, but then I looked at my background and what I had been trained in, and that was fiction writing. Um, and then sort of I just tapped my knowledge with this guy that I dated um and just Tapped everything. Sorry. Tap no. Sorry, I just looked at Ben and Ben and I'm like, stupid smirk. <laughs> You're the only one dirty enough to say it. Though. <laughs> you know, all right. It he didn't mind that. Yeah. See, yeah, there you go. Uh, um, yeah, and then like you know, living in New York, I'm reading like Eater and Grub Street right. and all these other blogs. And back then, there was like no Instagram, but you know, all of that stuff that I'm all of that information that I'm consuming anyway, just for fun, you know, went into my book. And it works very well in the book. Um, how does How About We play into all of this? How did you work at a dating app? Yeah, so I was the community director at How About We. And so what that meant was that I was the point person for all of like two million some users. So I knew I had the pulse of what the community was feeling at any given time. So that could be from managing customer service and knowing what all the problems were to knowing like the success success stories, people who got married, who had kids. And like that was really nice getting emails from those people to the people who were having like terrible experiences and like police were involved. Can you share any of the terrible experiences? 
Pro- I mean, some of them I was like literally subpoenaed, so like I couldn't, I can't really. Wow, like, I really scandalous. Say anything. Well, what's an example of something maybe not quite so extreme that we're going to have lawyers? You know, no, I mean, studio door. You but. know, the thing that you would assume with any dating site, and actually, you know, the the site isn't liable for any of this right. stuff, so like stalking or yeah. I mean, stalking. I mean, they're like you know when you go out with a stranger. You know, there's 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 risk. There's yeah, risk. yeah. So like you know, the things that you can extrapolate from that. So talking, rape, you know, <sighs> and it goes from there. Uh, but sorry, yeah, that was, like, <laughs> that was like that was like the best. I mean, no, 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 that was like like you know a it's fraction tiny, of a fraction. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of how it came to bear on the book, um. You know, it taught me a lot about... I mean, nothing about love really shocks me anymore. Um, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I feel like... I'm still... I feel like in our 30s, we sort of are getting more boring anyway. Like, part of the whole, like, going offline and and owning shit feels like something that we're sort of having to re-grab. Like, is... I think that's part of it, though, is that, like, because nothing shocks us anymore, it's all just kind of like, yeah, this is gonna, like... But I've been through that. I've seen that before. I've seen this before. I feel like that might must put you at sort of a disadvantage... What if you were dating? Like you're engaged now, so you're sort of it's yeah. not part of the equation. But like, did you get disheartened by knowing, ever seeing all, and knowing being like the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, but it was balanced, you know. So for every email that I would get, that was like, like this is shit. I want to cancel my account. Like I've been on this for like five years, and I haven't been on one date. Oh. I'm like, that's oh, really that's your fault. That's your that's fault. Not, <laughs> well, yeah, I would never say that. But like, but that's really <laughs> depressing. And then yeah. you know, you'll get emails be like. Like, can you look at my profile? Like, I've written 50 messages, and I've gotten no messages back. And, oh. and yeah. Man, that no. makes me feel so much better about myself. <laughs> it's awful. I should be feeling terrible for all these people who had terrible experience, but instead I'm just like, oh, I've gotten a couple messages back. <laughs> I must be doing so. I must be pretty stellar. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, I think, terrible. you know, like, as being the community director, it really gave me a perspective of, like, you know, all these people looking for love under the sun and it's it's you know it can be disheartening but it's also really um you know kind of like life affirming in a way too because like people are all on this mission and they're doing it in the best way that they can and they're putting their best foot forward and a lot of times it 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 turns out and it it uh you know, concludes in relationships and marriages and whatever. Did your fiance come into the picture before, during, or after your time at How About We? My fiance came dur- during my time. He actually through was the site also or no? not through the site, but he actually worked at the site as wow, an employee. Wow, so there was a love connection in the office. Yeah, yeah. I never thought, you know, you always figure you, you like, you work in an office and there's always going to be this office relationship. I never thought that was going to be me. Right. Um, and, and yet it was. Wow. So. What was his role? How about we? Uh, he was the CTO, and I and I worked in marketing, so like we didn't really cross paths at all. And uh, you know, I think like my book is a lot about like you know the scene of New York and like being cool and knowing the the like the the hottest places. And my fiance is like the opposite of that. He's like a like a tech nerd, sort of like one of the characters in your book. The boyfriend. Oh, who's yeah, not yeah. Like, who's not, like, he's not a tech nerd, but he's a bio nerd. Yeah, yeah. He's actually based... That that person in my book is based on someone else. Really? Not my boyfriend? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, how does your boyfriend yeah. feel about that? Well, I started writing this, like, way before. Okay. Like, I even knew him, so he okay. can't take offense. 
is the main character, how much would you say the main character, Tia, is based on you? I think a lot. I think a lot. <laughs> you know, I hate to be like so, so cliche, but you know, people say that your first book is like the most autobiographical, and you write what and, you know. You know, I mean, it's. I think it's impossible not to be autobiographical in some way, yeah. or if it's not, and if it's not autobiographical in some way, it's probably not quite as honest as it could be, right? Yeah, so yeah, I think totally, it's a good thing. totally. And it's you know the story that was burning in my chest the most, and that's that's my story, you know. But obviously there. are a lot of things into you. like the whole premise of the book I didn't go through. So both from your experience being the writer of this of this beautiful novel and from your time at How About We, we talked last week with Kat Kinsman about um, about owning just who you are. And like I was saying earlier in the show, we've talked about assuming everything is flirting. You've mentioned how, you know, some people you saw a lot of marriages and babies come from the dating site. Like, do you have did you see anything that sort of put people higher up on the road to success, both either, I mean, both in dating primarily, but also, you know, your book is based in the food field, like just as far as like people putting their best selves forward to go further in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say that how about we is like a very particular type. I mean, it's a general site, but like if you're looking for just like s- straight up hookups, it's probably not the best site for you to well, go funny on. We talked about offline dating before because it's sort of like the online dating app to get offline. It's yeah. like, let's go and do something. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I would say that how about we is like more of a, a general website. So, you know, I think what really worked for that site was like, I mean, I don't even know if this is helpful. It's just like being like normal and respectful um and not take people's time for granted that's a big one that ben and i talk about with online dating is that you can have like a million messages and then you don't actually get together or you text a lot and it goes nowhere i mean i think this is true of dating in general is that people are flaky you know and you you maybe have someone i mean look people are single for a reason (laughs) right and part of that is because, you know, they're either picky or they haven't found what they're looking for or they're un- emotionally unavailable for whatever or reason. Or I think just flat out people don't know how to communicate in person anymore. Agreed. I think that's a big thing. Or people, people are afraid to really say, hey, look, I'm just not that interested. Right. Or mm-hmm. or to say, hey, I'm interested. Can I get your number? Like it's bo- on both sides of that completely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Did you have something I mean, to just that? that I think flakiness, as you were saying, flakiness is a huge problem. And I think you're right that to find success in dating. Um, it's important to value other people's time and to be straight up about where you're at, what you're looking for. And if, if you are available and want to spend time with that person, make it known. And if you're not make that known as well. Yeah, yeah completely. Um, I want to switch the, the, the discussion very quickly before we have to head out that we were talking before the show about how hard it was to get this book made. And it was not something we planned on talking about, but Ben has got a plan development. I've got a book going out to publishers. You've got this novel coming out next week. Um, how how hard was it to make it an actual book? Not a book that you'd written, but a book that's going to get published and sold. Yeah, so it took me about a year and a half to write the book. It took me about two years to revise the book all in. But I started the, writing the book in 2009, and the bulk of the time was just in trying to find an agent and finding an editor, getting rejected by all of those agents and editors. How many rounds did it take you to get a publisher on board? It took me three rounds. So originally, and there were a ton of rewrites. I mean, like the, you know, I, I, I cannot even think about all of the pages that I threw away. Um, and yeah, I wanted to give up a lot 
of times. And like even people who are really close to me and who really believe in me were like, Jess, you just just lay off a little bit because I saw how tortured I was by it and how upset I was. Um, but, you know, in the end, it I did the work. And, um, you know, then now the book is coming out next week. And I and I really believe that, um, you know, whatever. A lot of people are talented. A lot of people have great ideas. But if you want something to happen, you have to put in the hard work. And there's yeah. no one who has ever. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like and luckily there are a lot of people in New York who know how to do that, too. Awesome. And who will support you. And if you're like, uh, no, I, I can't hang out. I have to work on this book. They think cool yeah, yeah i get it you have your hustle on well yeah, we are very awesome. excited for you we wish you and food whore all of the best luck there is yes and uh thank we think you. it's gonna be a great success cool thanks so much this is super fun all right we're gonna move on really quickly to our final portion of the show today where jacqueline and i are gonna make a call out to our to you our listeners or friends of our listeners both yeah to Hook us up yeah. a little bit because we're trying to get off- offline. It's been six weeks that we've been doing this here. for you. I, yeah, seriously. seriously. It's, it's time to get a little something in return yeah. here. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we are going to give our little our dating pitch, perhaps. Or I guess, just, and we haven't even thought of this. This is completely this is totally, off the cuff. Totally winging it right here. Yes. And Jessica, you could tell us if like our what we're looking for is totally unreasonable or not. Right. So feel free to like jump in here. Okay. Um, but Jacqueline and I are going to say a little bit about what we're looking for. And if you know someone who fits this bill or you listening to this are someone who fits this bill, send us an email to lovebitesradio at gmail.com. And, you know, tell us if maybe you're interested in one of us or hook us up with one of your friends or send us a uh, question if you have one and we will uh, pose it at the end of one of our shows. But Jacqueline, why don't you uh, say first what you might <gasps> be looking for? OK, well, I, I discovered during our interview session with our producer, Jack Inslee, that I like manly feminists. So basically, I'm 34. So if you're anywhere between like 35 and like 45 or 50, generally, I fall for artists, you know, like but people who are like doing their art not like oh i'm a filmmaker and i'm making my first film like you know be be a filmmaker be an actor be a writer be a musician be like you know be doing whatever you want to do um i'm not a crazy partier anymore but i do have to go out for work a lot so i need a date who can clean themselves up and come and schmooze with food people i have a dog i love dogs i love going on the country i want a cabin someday uh i like going to movies and nerding out at really good movies i obviously am big into food but if you use the word foodie with me i will immediately write you off because i think it's a very stupid word you're so pretentious (laughs) just that one word I feel like it's just that one word. It might be another word. Um, I, I don't know. Am I missing anything, Ben? Like, is there... I feel like that's a fair assessment of the kind of guy I'm looking for. I live in Washington Heights. I will travel to Brooklyn if you'll travel to Washington Heights. She lives. She does live way up in Manhattan, but don't be scared because the train gets you there really quickly. Really quickly. And it's beautiful where I live. And I have it a is big gorgeous. kitchen. And I make dinner. If you and come over, I cooks. make... I cook. I cook. So she and likes hungry... And men. Hungry, 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 manly yeah, hungry feminists. Man. I think that's my. I think that's my pitch. What do you think, Jess? You think that works? Yeah, you know, I think I. What about like values? 
values. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, well, that I mean, like, I don't want a family. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I love family. I'm close to my family. I don't want children. So I guess that's a good thing to point out. Um, I am not religiously affiliated, but I'm spiritual, but I don't care if you're not. And I just believe that good people should be good people for the sake of being good, that nobody should have to tell you to be better tomorrow than you are today, that that should be something that everybody tries to do in their life. We try to be smarter and kinder and more generous tomorrow than we are today. So that's a good point. Thank you. I am looking. Uh oh. Take a dark turn. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, for a homicidal <laughs> ice queen. No, um, I am looking for a ferociously intelligent woman who. Hard. Um, who knows herself and is passionately curious and has an insatiable lust for life and knowledge and most importantly self-knowledge and self-awareness um it's oh, yeah, i want to add that into mine too sorry self-awareness thank you it's very important to me that someone is that the person i am with um is constantly seeking to know themselves better to improve themselves improve herself and to uh continue growing i want to continue for me, the most important thing in life is my own personal growth, and I need someone who is also striving for that within herself and is able to support me in that journey for myself. Um, and if they are fun and flirtatious and sexy and um, social and um, passionate about what they do, that is very helpful as well. That's all we want, people. That's that's all we want. Help us find that. Um, I think that's it I for that's our it. show today. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jessica Tom, and for being with us today. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Next week, we have Will and Julie Horowitz joining us. They are the brother-sister team that own Ducks Eatery in the East Village and the relatively newly opened Harry and Ida's. Uh, that's all for our show this week. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Leave us your listener asked questions, and we will be back next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.